Welcome back to High Hope Sports Test. This is DJ, your host, and this is a podcast covering the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's right, the skull and the howl. Don't forget to like the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and more. All right. Let's get to it. Welcome back to High Hope Sports Cast, everyone. Uh, season two, episode fifteen. Um, we're we're just keeping on, keep on rolling here. <laughs> um, so, uh, reminder: send messages, emails. Uh, I I don't know how many people actually listen to my podcast, but uh, it'd be nice to uh, get some messages from you guys. Uh, I kind of say it a lot but yeah don't don't uh, hesitate um send me something so uh the first thing we've been starting off with the wolves den here so that's what we're gonna go into is the wolves den all right um i don't have much for the wolves den uh this episode uh the first thing i do want to get to though is not wolves related but i feel like i need to put it in here so, uh, let's see here. On Sunday, the Boston Celtics legend Bill Russell died peacefully with his wife Janine by his side at the age of 88. Uh, the Hall of Famer won eight straight championships, 11 overall, and five MVP awards. Now, that is quite the career right there <laughs> um so i'm i mean it, it sucks to see uh, a guy a guy go like that uh but uh, i am kind of happy to read that he did die peacefully so uh, yeah uh, rest in peace bill russell the legend and uh you'll never be forgotten so kind of just wanted to put that in there it, it's not wolves related but he was a uh like, like i said a legend in, in the nba so um yeah and then uh resign uh resigning for the wolves uh nathan knight has been resigned and then we added aj lawson and Eric Pastel, uh to a one-year deal there. And then I didn't even know <laughs> that NBA players played in different, like, leads over the summer. I didn't even know what this was until I kind of looked into it. Uh, the the crossover pro-am lead. Uh, Jaden McDaniels played in there. Uh, and on Saturday night, uh, he's playing against Chet Holmgren, the the rookie, and Jaden McDaniels scored 52 points and tacked on 11 rebounds on Saturday night. That's that that's a hedge of a uh, that's a hedge of a game right there. 52 points. Wow. Hopefully. Uh, we didn't see that kind of improvement for Jaden McDaniels 
in the re- uh, regular season in the NBA this coming season, that would be nice. Um, I, I I seen kind of like a, a meme uh, on Facebook about Jaden McDaniels and uh, kind of him kind of looking at that most improved player award for next season. And I don't know, mate, if he <laughs> if he uh, puts up these kind of numbers, uh, yeah, he he probably would get that. <laughs> Uh, and if he constantly put up 50 burgers like this, uh, he'd probably be in the talks of the MVP, but I don't think that's very likely for, uh, a player like McDaniels, uh, to go against, you know, the best of the best in the NBA and then get that, but you, you never know. So we'll see. Um... The next thing is uh, uh, something Tat said about expectations for this next season. So, uh, quote, we got to get it done now. It's championship or bust, end quote. Uh, That's some big expectations, um, but the Wolves are clearly in win-now mode. They're not rebuilding or not retooling they they want to win now and i mean i did it and um especially being a timberwolves fan i definitely did it we haven't seen a, a championship we you know but uh we the closest we got was you know back in i believe 2004 when kevin darnett uh was mvp but um, so the Wolves' new big three this coming season, um, uh, is, uh, number one, uh, is Towns, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, his averages last season, uh, were 24.6 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game, and 41 three-point per- three percentage shooting. Now, remember, he... Carl Anthony Towns, he won the three-point contest, which the, I'm pretty sure that's he's the first big man to ever win that competition. Um, I mean, I knew he was good at three-pointers, but I definitely didn't see that coming, him winning the three-point contest. That's That was awesome. Um, anyways, now Rudy Gobert is the second on the list here. Uh, his averages last year... 15.6 points per game, 14.7 rebounds per game, wow, and 71.3 field goal per- percentage. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty good stat line right there. Holy moly, 14.7 rebounds per game. If he didn't do that, wow. And then that be that successful percentage uh, shooting. Now he he ain't gonna be launching any threes. I know that, but he you know he gets to the rim. Um, so I, I'm that's how he's got that big of a percentage. I'm sure because he he's not taking any you know long range shots. They're mostly all you know right by the rim. So um, and then the the third one is Anthony Edwards. 
Um, he had 21.3 points per game, uh, 1.5 steals per game, and he averaged about three three-pointers made in a game. Uh, so with, with the pieces the Wolves have now, are they a contender? Will they be a contender? And will Cat's expectations come to fruition? Uh, I mean, well, with Edwards having a couple years under his belt and he's continuing to improve and he's still really young, so he's got a lot left in the tank. Cat uh, is improving and then the additions such as Gobert, uh, I think they need to be contenders, uh, especially to make them not look bad about the trade for Gobert. Uh, that's just me, I guess. But, And I honestly think they will at least be a playoff team and at least make it to the second round. Now, I'm hoping th- they get further than that. Um, but I'm saying they're going to at least get by that first round and make it to the second round. Um, that's kind of... I don't know it my thoughts I yeah my thoughts but I think that's kind of my expectations I'm not getting them too high I'm not saying oh yeah we're gonna go to the finals and we're gonna we're gonna win the championship I'm not gonna expect that I'm not gonna get my hopes up too high here <laughs> guys um so my expectations are get to that second round and obviously my hopes you know, kind of in the back burner or, you know, to get further and further like, you know, any normal fan would. But I at least want to see us get into the second round of the playoffs. So, and like any sport, uh, health is going to come into that. Hopefully our team can stay healthy and not, you know, not too many of our, our guys uh, miss any, you know, I'm sure there's going to be games here and there that guys are going to miss, but hopefully it's not going to be a, a, a substantial amount of time. Um, so that, uh, that will be something to watch as well, uh, for these expectations or injuries, people, uh, guys staying healthy. So, all right, um, that's kind of all I got for the Wolves' den this time. Uh, kind of a short segment there. Um, so we will move on to the Vikings segment of the show here. So as everything is all new with this team now, with the Vikings, uh, I heard something that... Uh, well, makes us Vikings fans uh, pretty happy Uh, and that is that head coach Kevin O'Connell has been having one-on-one meetings with uh, our quarterback Kirk Cousins and he said that it will continue throughout the season I don't know for sure because I'm not you know behind closed doors or anything Um, but I have a pretty good feeling that there were no one-on-one meetings with Kirk and Mike Zimmer. And that 
showed on the field majorly. Um, you know, all this stuff has been coming out after Mike Zimmer got let go. I've been talking about it for the last couple episodes, kind of here and there, about Mike Zimmer and Kirk not getting along, not on the same page. Mike Zimmer didn't even really like Kirk at all. Um, so I don't think that there was any one-on-one meetings between them. I, I can't see that happening after knowing what I know now. I don't think there's any, there's no doubt in my mind that there was no, there, there was nothing there. There was no communication. Um, but I'll, I'll get to, uh, more on Kirk and Zimmer in a little bit here. Um, so Going back to when I talked about that crazy 2017 season, um, I kind of walked through um, that season a little bit uh, leading up to the Minneapolis Miracle and us just missing the Super Bowl, getting destroyed by the Eagles. Um, But one thing I didn't, there's one thing that I wanted to actually get to at the end of that story, and I totally forgot. I got just got lost in in that story of that season. I was just all crazy, but um, I'll bring it up now. So, uh, like I said, the NFC Championship game, uh, it was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Now, for the AFC Championship game, it was the New England Patriots, back when Tom Brady was still there, and the Jacksonville Jaguars? What? <laughs> uh, so, the NFC Championship game, the Vikings took a 7-0 to zero lead, and then it all came crashing down after that, and the Eagles just demolished us. I think it was... Yeah, well, I, I don't remember exactly what the score was. 38-7, to 7, I think it was. And, yeah, that that was just... <sighs> that game just made me mad. <laughs> um, now, the AFC Championship game, the Jaguars were up 20-10 to 10 at one point. But they ended up losing 24-20. to 20. Come back, kid Tom Brady there. Uh, got it done against the Jaguars. So, my point is here is, it, for one, you know, the Jaguars uh, have kind of been at the bottom of the NFL for a while. Um, taking out, you know, the 2017 season and maybe like the the year before I don't remember but they're usually you know at the bottom of the league and it, it's just so wild to think that we were so close to having a Vikings and Jaguars matchup in the Super Bowl in Minnesota no I don't think anyone would ever predict those two teams to be in the Super Bowl (laughs) against each other. Uh, Especially having to get through Tom Brady. The Jaguars? Hmm. 
even weirder is the quarterback matchup that would have been for that Super Bowl. Now, the quarterback matchup would have been Case Keenum for the Vikings versus Blake Bortles for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Both of these guys, they're not even starting QBs anymore. Uh, That would have been just a weird and wild Super Bowl. Chase Keenum and Blake Bortles, Super Bowl quarterbacks, what? Man, that is so crazy to think about. But instead we had Tom Brady, once again, (laughs) against Nick Foles. And Nick Foles ends up winning the Super Bowl, and he gets the Super Bowl MVP award, and he was the backup quarterback that, I mean, that year... And he came in for a uh, an injured Carson Wentz. Now, it, it's kind of the same situation um, for Case Keenum. But, I mean, the only difference is Case obviously did not get to the Super Bowl. But Case Keenum came in for an injured Sam Bradford. So, and Blake Bortles, he was the starting quarterback you know, the whole year, and so is Tom Brady, obviously. But it's just a just a weird story for Case Keenum and even Nick Foles. Um, Nick Foles was kind of more known in the lead than Case Keenum was. I mean, people, I knew about Case Keenum. I mean, but I don't know how to explain it, but it's just kind of the same kind of story a little bit. But Nick Foles was able to, um, you know, act on it, and it ended in a Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl MVP win. Now, I wish that would have been Case. He played outstanding that year. It was just unbelievable what that guy did for this team. But I'm kind of rambling on here. Um, it just that I just had to trying to make you guys see it as I kind of saw it. It's just so weird to that we were that close that it's going to be Chase Keenum and the Vikings against Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl in Minnesota. Wow. <laughs> um, so earlier I said uh, we're going to uh, cover a little more on Kirk and Zimmer. Um so and this will actually be the the last thing uh, for the show here. It's gonna be a little shorter episode here for you, but um, so we all know. Well, most of us know that uh, you know. I think it was in the middle of the season last year, and. Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins had uh, a situation, uh, kind of a shoving back and forth uh, right after a game. Now, um, 
looking back at it, was it really a friendly push or was it all good? As Zimmer said in his press conference after that game, um, we got some more information on that. So, um, this, this, I'm going to read some stuff, uh, from an article by Eric Strack, uh, that was written on July 25th. Um, so it says, are Minnesota Vikings fans sick of the Mike, Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins hatred, hated each other narrative yet? Um, so Mike and Kirk's unsavory relationship, it went viral, uh, across national media platforms, for things we already knew about a local, at a local level, um, but then Paul Allen on KFan uh, last Monday, uh, he gained some inside knowledge, and I was actually listening to this live. Um, th- and everybody remembers this moment last season uh, when Kirk Cousins grabbed and pushed Mike Zimmer on the sideline in a celebration of Greg Joseph uh, kicking a game-winning kick. Um, so, first, it's uh, important to remind everyone about how close Mike Zimmer and Paul Allen are. Uh, they're not best friends, but they were always kind of close. Um, they both uh, race horses together. Um and if anyone in sports media would know how Zim felt in that moment, it's PA. Uh, who no- noticed? Who was noticeably crushed when Zimmer and Spielman, another good friend, were fired? I mean, <laughs> I guess when you're close to the guy, I guess you're kind of crushed. But I was, I was hoping for it for a while. Um. So he, he, Paul Allen said that uh, Mike Zimmer did in fact snap for a split second after Kirk Cousins uh, grab and shove. Uh, that Zim wanted, quote unquote, wanted to go before catching himself and uh, gaining clarity of the moment. Um, Paul Allen said back to like the middle of the season home game. And it's a victory. Yeah, Zim snapped when Cousins pushed him. And looking back at it, former head coach got that side eye and rage steaming from his nostrils. And he wanted to go. But then, he didn't want to go. Kirk sent a free shot during the working relationship and he got one in. Um, It's... I didn't know what to think about it when I saw it live and even after that like the you don't want to like for Mike Zimmer you don't want to tell make it publicly known that he wanted to fight his own quarterback um I always kind of thought in the back of my mind that, that I don't think that was friendly I think there was something brewing there and ultimately I was right after you know it took a while after Mike Zimmer was fired to figure this out. So, um, 
Yeah. It's it's just crazy. And then um, Mike Zimmer actually even spoke uh, about this. So I'll read what uh, Mike Zimmer said. So I'm going to start with a quote. Tension had been rising between Kirk and myself after the loss to the Browns. I told him face to face he needs to be better. Kirk didn't say a word to me the whole week going into that game versus Detroit. Skip ahead to the that last drive and Kirk comes right up next to me as Greg is getting ready to kick it. Greg nails the kick. We win the game and then Kirk turns and grabs me and says, You effing like that? I just saved your job. I was ready to punch him in that moment. Instead, I pushed him off me. That was my breaking point with Kirk right there. End quote. That, I mean, (laughs) oh. Like PA said, Kirk went for the opportunity to get one in, and he got it. Um, with that much tension building up and Kirk not really Kirk's not a violent guy at all um, I'm sure there's a lot of built up stuff um, especially tension between quarterback and head coach like I always thought that quarterbacks and head coaches were supposed to be somewhat close uh you know to be on the same page so this is just it it's surprising but it's not just because i knew in the back of my mind like i said that i don't think that 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 shove match or whatever you want to call it i don't think it was friendly and it obviously it wasn't um cousins you know he straight up told Zimmer, I just saved your job. Um, and for Mike Zimmer to react and get heated, I get, I mean, I, you look at it from both ways. Uh, in that moment, if you're in that those person's shoes, uh, I get that too. I understand why Mike Zimmer got steamed and wanted to go um I'm glad that it didn't get to that point that he actually punched him but I mean because that would have just made our team even more unorganized um just kind of a I don't really know how to call it but it it wouldn't have been good. Uh, so it it's nice to know now the truth, and especially for Zimmer to to speak on it. So that's I I don't know. I was happy to actually find out the truth about that uh, that situation. I. Well, I always wondered if Kirk actually... It looked like he yelled something to him. But I never... We never knew what he actually said. Now we do. Um, I mean, according to Mike Zimmer. 
Um, I'm not saying that he's lying, but I don't know. I don't know why he'd make that up where he said, oh, I just saved your job. I don't, I don't know. But until I'm, someone else says something, maybe Kirk will come forward and maybe say, hey, that's not, that's not how it goes. Then you have two different stories and it's like, okay, which one's real? So we only have Mike Zimmer's side. I don't know if we'll ever get Kirk's side. Who knows? But this is kind of what you have to go by now. So just a crazy ordeal. Um, hopefully we're over that kind of drama with this team. Um, I don't think there's going to be any hatred uh, with Kevin O'Connell. He's a lot more better with his players. Um, and he's got confidence in this team. Uh, something Mike Zimmer really didn't have in his quarterback with Kirk Cousins. And, uh, I mean, O'Connell's already meeting with Kirk one-on-one. So that's a good sign. And uh, hopefully that will put us in a good spot to succeed. So, all right. That's that's all I got this time. Uh, Not much. Kind of a shorter episode, especially compared to last time. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. And we will see you in the next one as always. And don't forget to like, share, and uh, subscribe to uh, all the social media pages and share the show. And reach out if you have any any questions or any stories or anything. Let me know. All right, see you in the next one. See ya.